what are we doing in the black community? The we number one consumer of a Mercedes Benz is us. Us. The number one consumer of a Gucci and a Louis Vuitton. Us. And they don't even advertise. Why is it that in the black community, we are always the number one consumer, but we're not the number one creators? So you just said it, the fact that there's consumers and creators. For so long, we assume success based on consumption. Mm. Welcome back to Closing the Gap, The Truth About Black Wealth. Of course, I'm your host, Mr. Wilbur Hamilton, owner and founder of Hamilton Wealth Advisors. And of course, we're here again to keep kicking out some knowledge and information with my man, Mr. Rico Harris of Create Live Entertainment and I Push uh, Media Outlets. Um, we want to kind of jump back into it, man. And, you know, one of the big things that we've seen um, that I see is a, you know, people thirsting for more knowledge and information. True. You know, and, and I know you actually work with a lot of professionals and entrepreneurs such as myself and a lot of the individuals and helping them with their marketing, you know, aspirations, dreams. Right. So kind of what are you seeing, you know, in those, uh, in those different areas? I think, man, one thing that's on the rise and people are really investing in is courses. Okay. Courses that you, you probably can't get in the everyday college now. Mm. You know, whether it's a course to write a book or a course to start a business. Like, people are really investing in courses. So, the thirst for knowledge is there, but at the same time, applying what you learn. Because as we get older, man, if you don't train yourself to learn, it gets hard to learn, man, because you got man, so many distractions. Yeah absolutely. yeah, absolutely. It gets hard to sit down when you got kids, you've been working at 9 to 5, and now you got to go home and study. And absolutely. you've been out of school 10 to <laughs> 15 years. I know all and about you're trying it. trying to get back to studying. Then you gotta apply, man. So it's a it's a jungle, but you gotta have that 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 drive behind. You have a reason why you doing what you're doing. Yeah, no, I hundred percent agree. I mean, I I have to like you know take what's called continuing education classes, and okay. I have to do it you know every couple of years to you know obviously keep my licenses active right. and things of the nature. So, and it's a whole lot different now, mm. you know, trying to study and get that work done, or if I'm right. applying for you know other designations and things of the nature, and I got to go back and I do got to do a class once or twice a right. week, and I'm sitting there thinking how hard that class is to get done when I got a four year old running around in the background. <laughs> right. You know, I got I got a twelve year old that I got to cut class short and run to pick up from practice. Right. You know, I got a seven year old. That needs right. a little help with the homework and right. you know I still got a wife that I need to make sure I attend to it and right. make sure I'm giving that time and energy to as well so you know as we get older you know <laughs> it gets a whole lot harder to focus in That's right. and and you know this is just kind of a little bit of free games to anybody who's watching mm. you know I had a wise man told me early in life he said look here in life you ain't gonna have no choice but to work hard mm. but the harder you work when the younger you are mm. the less you have to work the older you are True. so you might well go ahead and get used to working. Mm -hmm. and But the key is to choose when you're going to put in that work. Right. So do you want to put that work in now when you got the energy right. to run around and study and apply that knowledge mm -hmm. to hopefully improve your life and situation? Or do you want to take the easy route now and end up digging ditches as a whole lot harder later on in life? So. It's up to you right. what you do and when you choose to work hard. Right. But life is going to force you into a situation where yeah. you work hard. And I think yeah. that, you know, we have to kind of pick and choose, mm. you know, when to apply to understand that, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Right. You know, we all want the, the business that we see on social media that we think this person has. Mm -hmm. But one of the biggest things we have to understand is, you know, that's their business. Right. You know, nobody shows you, you know, the failures they have on social media. Right. Anytime you look on social media, you only see the wins. Right. You know, nobody shows you the losses. So, you know, for every win that a person has, I can guarantee you they had five or ten right. losses. A lot of times people don't show you how they learn what they learn either. Well, like, absolutely. I, I've, I've actually dug this before working in coal mine and, and seeing like, yo, what's the difference between using my, my back 
in my mind. Absolutely. And it's mind blowing to be like, yo, all I gotta do is think, and I can make just as much money or more mm -hmm. thinking versus, you know, using my back and, and my arms to show for a lot longer period of time. Yeah. And, and that's the key, man. Is is, and I'm I'm happy and thankful that our community is starting to utilize our mind more. Right. But like I say. As we're doing that, mm. you want to make sure that you have the application. So I can go and read a book. I have a sister that's an engineer, right? Right. I can go and read her engineering book mm. on, on what she does from a you know mechanical engineering standpoint. Right. But I can't apply none in that book mm -hmm. in real life. Sure. So this goes back to what we said earlier. We have a people that are have become trying to be a jack of all trade and master of none. Mm. So you have to understand that whatever your area of expertise is, right. focus on that and continue to improve that from a knowledge-based standpoint. But then you still have to go and trust that those professionals around you because right. they can apply that knowledge a lot greater than you can. True. You know, we have a tendency to say, okay, well, I read this accounting book. Mm. Why well, I, I read this, you know, this this legal review that says you should do X, Y, Z, and I saw this on LegalZoom. Right. Well, did a person that you were talking to explain what you were reading to you? Mm. Because we can read the same thing and come up with two different conclusions. That's true. You know, based on our own experiences. Right. So perception is your reality. Right. It may not be the right reality for your situation. So right. understanding how to, you know, take in information, but then having the resources to make sure that you're applying it the right way right. is key. Yeah, I, th I think reading or uh, uh, getting that knowledge is good to have general knowledge. It's good to have yeah. some sense of what you're doing or some sense of, of something that you're involved in. But at the same time, it's up to an expert to really be able to apply it. Well, absolutely. Well, I, I tell people like this. When you're reading, you want to try to take in knowledge and create a foundation. Mm. You're really reading to understand the terminology. Every business I've learned has a language. Right. Marketing has a language. Finance has a language. Exactly. Real estate has a language. Mm -hmm. You know, crypto has a language. You know, everything has its own language. Right. And if you don't do that particular area for a living, you don't really know the language. Right. So understanding and taking in information and it, books on those subjects, it gives you a foundation foundation to start to understand the language. Right. Now that you understand the language, it makes what you, when you talk to that professional, they can now explain things to you and now you're understanding what they're saying. Exactly. We have a lot of people that talk about, well, I want to do options, I want to trade stock, I'm a day trader, I want to do crypto and like, but they don't understand what a stop loss is. They don't know what an option is, they don't know what a call is, they don't know what a put is, they don't know what these things are, right. but you're saying you want to invest into the market. Right. Well. You can read books and get knowledge and get the definition mm. of what those things are. Right. But having the definition does not mean you know how to apply them mm. in a fashion that's going to be financially rewarding. That's, right. that's where you bring in the professional to make sure mm -hmm. that you're owning and operating that information the right way. It's, it's to the point where you have to be able to say, listen, if I'm going to start a business, I'm going to be involved in something that has to be a knowledge applied and there has to be application, which is to work. Absolutely. So somebody have to know what they're doing and then somebody got to put in the work, whether it's you or the person that you hired, but you, everybody got to hire somebody for something. Well, absolutely. Well, I tell people, one of my models that I put out on a lot of my materials is experience plus expertise equals execution.
Exactly. And we have to understand that, you know, nobody is the best at something if they just started doing it because you don't have all the experiences, good and bad. <laughs> I've had good and bad experiences as a financial advisor. I've worked with a lot of different people, <laughs> most of them happy, but of right. course I've run across some bad apples like anybody else. Right. So, but you have to take those experiences and apply that information to hopefully make you a better professional at whatever it is that you're doing. And that leads us into um, what we definitely want to come back and jump into, which is before you go into business, why are you going into business? Right back at you. Welcome to Hamilton Wealth Advisors, where our goal is to change the financial landscape of the African-American community by providing the best of the best in financial professionals to help close the gap on financial wellness, wealth creation, and wealth transference. We're continuing to expand and grow our reach and add qualified advisors to our team. Help us to teach our community how to create generational wealth. We're looking for passionate, selfless, and professional advisors they pride themselves in the core beliefs that education plus expertise leads to proper execution. So if you think this opportunity may be for you, ask yourself this question, what is your why? And if the answer is you want to be a professional successor advisor that makes a positive impact in the lives of all you come into contact with, contact us about joining our team today. As we look to move forward, continue to be a blessing to those who would never come into contact with by creating a successful financial plan today. Welcome back. We're picking up where we left off with uh, Closing the Gap, The Truth About Black Wealth. Of course, I'm here with my man, Rico. Uh, we're going to jump right back into it, man. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about being in business. Right. And, you know, owning the business, structuring your business, you know, how to make sure that, you know, we create a sustainable business. But the, you know, the first thing I think we need to find out before right. we do any of that is, mm. why are you in business? <laughs> you know, it seems simple, but, you know, what's your why? Right. You know, so for me, I like I like just to ask people, so, you know, why did you start iPush? Man, I started iPush because two reasons. For one is I, I knew I had a desire to help people. I didn't know how I was going to do it at first, but it came through iPush. Mm. You know, in a sense, I understand now, now it's my ministry. I'm yep. able to pour into people from my experiences and the knowledge I've gotten over the years. It's my ministry, you mm -hmm. know. And then the next part is like, man, I've been in that nine to five grind. And that was one of the most miserable times of my life, man. Mm. Working uh, with 1,100, 1,200 feet underground, coal mine, six days wow. a week, man. That was a miserable, that, I can really say, and it took me a minute to, to be comfortable saying this as a man because you know ego whatever but that was a depression time for me man i really felt depressed oh i, I understand i think we we've, we've all i think battled you know issues and i mean i mm. i know for a fact i was depressed for several years mm. um when i finished playing ball now here at uab mm. and you know i had you know thoughts and mm. prospects of having a chance to play at the next level and have an opportunity to play you know in the nfl and whatnot and you know Things didn't go my way, injuries happened. I'm just like, I was literally depressed for two or three years. Mm. Because you know, you, you have these, you make up this life in your mind and right. I start seeing things and you know, I'm talking to agents and I sign right. with an agent and I'm you know going to workouts and I'm right. you know, I'm seeing the dream right there in front of you. Right. But then it's like it just snatched away and there's mm. nothing you can do about it. And I'm just like, I literally went into depression. Mm. So I mean, one of the biggest things that I think that you said that all business owners need to wrestle with themselves about and figure out before they take any steps is Right. What is your why? Right. The first thing and most important thing I took from what you said is service. Right. You know, you I'm a firm believer. You take care of people. Mm -hmm. People take, take care of you. you. Right. And I think that's where most people miss it when, mm -hmm. you know, now my fear is 
everybody's seeing the opportunities that entrepreneurship can bring. They're right. seeing the, the financial success and reward that people right. are having and they want that. Right. But they don't understand that, you know, to get that, it's going to take some sacrifice. Mm -hmm. You know, to get that, it's going to take some, you know, some some following mm -hmm. and being willing to follow certain individuals to help educate you in certain areas right. before you can be the leader that you want to be. Sure. You know, and I think, you know, that's where we struggle. And, and my biggest hurdles are, you know, just from a community standpoint is I see the excitement. Right. I see the energy and passion that people have for wanting to better themselves. Right. But my fear is they're chasing the wrong thing. Right. You know, it's yeah. understanding why you got into it. Like I became a financial advisor because, you know, one of the first things I was, um, and I fell into it on accident. Mm. I wasn't planning on being a financial advisor. Really? I had no goals on having nobody <laughs> with their money. Right. You know, it's crazy. I happened. Yeah. I managed them. My mom is, was an accountant by trade. And um, she's always talking, me, nobody gonna take care of your money like you. Mm -hmm. So my plan was when I got to college, I said, well, shoot. Um, originally, I was going into engineering, but I realized real fast that trying to play football and, and doing engineering classes wasn't going to work. Oh, yeah. yeah, it wasn't, yeah I, I didn't yeah. have enough time in the day to right. really be able to focus on the schoolwork the way I needed to. So I said, what's the next best thing? I went into business. Okay. And as I started kind of progressing from a football standpoint, I thought I had an opportunity to maybe play a little bit of ball at the next level. You know, I said, well, you know, I'm going to make sure I'm going I'm to I'm major money. Right. I'm going to go into economics and finance. Because mm -hmm. my goal was, I said, well, I get the NFL, I'm going to manage my own bread. That's right. So, you know, all of a sudden that doesn't happen. Dream deferred. I'm at a church picnic and um, I had just took a job at Mutual of Omaha Insurance Company. Who's that? Um, Mutual of Omaha Insurance okay. Company. And it's crazy how I got that job was an accident. Mm. My father bumped into a former player of his in a bank. Right. Just on a, on a just on a humbug, just mm -hmm. like he just there, and he bumped into him and said, "Hey, you know, got to talking. What's your son doing?" And he was like, "Well, you know, I had a couple workouts, and I was just trying to figure out what my next move was going to be." Right. And um, he said, "Man, I work at Mutual Home. You know, he should come. You know, come check it out." Right. So my dad came home and told me, "I don't think it'll. I went and checked it out, and I'm like, well." You know what? Let me see what they're talking about. Right. Were and you I, looking for a job though at that time? I, I was. I kind of wasn't looking. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I was so into football at that time. I'm right. working out, and I actually had a job offer that was on the table, which was crazy. I had a, a school that actually offered me a job to come teach and coach, coach football, because okay. my father being a the coach, they kind of right. knew that kind of an easy transition for me. Right. And that was the direction I was headed. Which ironically, and this is how crazy God worked. Mm. Um, I actually told him I was going to accept the job. Because I hadn't, I didn't have anything else at the time, right. and um, they delayed the school board meeting. Mm. So it was Fourth of July weekend, mm. and usually they have to, the school board has to approve whatever hires right. or whatever um, for that particular school system. So they didn't have the school board meeting that Monday mm. because it was Fourth of July yeah. week. So it was put off to the next week. But in that time, I met with the guy from Mutual of Omaha. And they came and told me, say, you know what, if you're average, you can make fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year. And I know <laughs> if you're teaching and coaching that, you know, I make, you know, 40 grand. I'm like, well, I've always been a numbers guy. Right. I'm like, well, 50 to 60 being average is more than 40, I know. So, you know what, let me see, I'm, I'm going to take this chance. Right. And it was purely because they didn't have their school board meeting. Mm. And if they would have had that school board, I mean, I would have accepted that job, but I would have never been That's right. a financial advisor. I never would have fell into it, but I was at a church picnic, get back to what I was saying. Mm. <laughs> and I told the pastor at the church, he said, well, what are you doing now? He's like, you're not playing football, so what's kind of your next move? Right. And I said, well, um, I just took a job at Mutual of Omaha Insurance mm. Company. The first thing he said was a righteous man leaves the inheritance to his children's children. Mm. And I'm like, and at the time I was 23. Three, 22, 22 years of age. So it's one of the things I heard, right? 
but I didn't hear it. Right, but it stuck with you. It stuck with me. For some reason, it stuck with me. And I'm just like, you know, he said, I'm just like, all right, cool. You know, I hear you. And I would say about two years in, you know, I realized that I kind of had a gift for, okay. you know, for the financial services industry. Right. And, you know, and this at the same time, I'm, I'm trying to just, you know, I'm working on my personal faith. You know, we right. all been there where we were, right. you know, trying to get right. a little bit, you know, we, we mm -hmm. enjoying the world a little bit too much. And right. I was like, man, I just got, I was at a point where I was like, man, I just, I need to, I need to tighten up a little bit. Right. You know, so I started having that one-on-one -on -one conversation with God. And right. I literally woke up one morning mm -hmm. and he said, in my dream, I woke up and he told me, he said, I want you to teach people how to create a generation of wealth. Mm. And that was literally 2007 when that happened. I literally woke up and I want you to teach people how to create a generation of wealth. Right. And that was my why. Mm. Be right back at you.